This is Checkers and Wreckers, Friday, June 9th, 2023 edition, KFGO.com. My name is Ryan Jenke, sitting here with Corey Litton. I'm still alive. You are. It's your Wednesday, you said. Yeah, it's uh, yeah midweek for me right now. <laughs> Except for my midweek is, or my week is about six days yeah. in a row now. Uh, <laughs> since I ended up filling in this last week, so yeah, it's I'm I'm already in midweek form. All right, well, let's get after it then. We got uh, we've got NASCAR news, we've got World of Outlaws news, we've got where you've been news, Formula One, all kinds of stuff. So we'll get going. All right, so uh, we'll start off with Sunday, June fourth, World uh, Wide Technology Raceway in Madison, Illinois, two hundred forty laps, a three hundred mile race because I think it's a a mile and a quarter was how big that track okay. is. Okay. It's unique. I like yeah. that. It's not a mile and a half track. Right. Like all the cookie cutter ones. Yeah. But yeah, that was out uh, in the shadow of uh, St. Louis, uh, Missouri out there. And uh, yeah, so stage one was 45 laps. Kyle Busch took the lead on lap number one and Ryan Blaney got around Bush the following lap. But the caution would come out as Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Tyler Reddick got together in turn number one, causing Reddick to spin. While under caution on lap number five, all of a sudden weather came up. Uh this was, like I said, a very interesting race. Uh, <laughs> weather caused a one hour and 45 minute delay for lightning that was in the area within their rule is within eight miles. Which, okay. You know, I think, I think NFL is like 10. So yeah, it could be, I'm not sure what the rule is here, but uh, uh, the uh, North Dakota high school championship girls soccer game was delayed quite a while uh, last week because of, Lightning. Yeah, I heard, I I heard about up, that. Looking up, going where? But yeah, I think uh, ours uh, at Red River Valley Speedway. If the if it's coming from the from the west, mm-hmm. going east, um, I think if it's hitting the diversion, I think the, I think we that's when we pull the plug. Oh, okay. Sure. Tell everybody get underneath the grandstands. This yeah. is not going to be fun. <laughs> Usually by that it's raining pretty heavily. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we don't have to worry about it. But uh, the race resumed on lap number nine with Bush and Blaney getting after it once again. Uh, Bush took the lead outright and set the tone for pretty much the remainder of the day there. Uh, Bush won stage number one by nearly two seconds over Ryan Blaney with Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex Jr., Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick, William Byron, Ross Chastain, Mm -hmm. Austin Sindrick, and Daniel Suarez all scoring stage points. All right, that takes us to 95 laps of stage number two. The stage break brought everyone to the very narrow pit road where Bush beat Blaney, Truex Jr., Hamlin, and Sendrick out to continue in the lead. Racing resumed on lap 54, but quickly went back to caution when Ross Chastain spun Michael McDowell after clipping the inside curb in turn one. On lap 59, the race went back to green with Kyle Busch in the lead. That would last only two laps as Blaney would take the lead on lap 61. After a long green flag run, the caution would come out again for Carson, uh, boy. Hosevar. Hosevar. Did I, did I spell that right? Uh, well, I, you probably did. I think I, I did because it, it's showing the red line underneath it on here. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. Hosevar blowing a brake rotor on lap 91, putting him... Uh, into the front stretch wall. Just as that happened, the broadcast went down. Yeah. That was uh, interesting. <laughs> it was interesting. I thought it was mine. Yeah. Uh, I. You know, it's kind of one of those things that reminds me of that old Andy Kaufman bit where he uh, he had a TV show and he messed with the vertical hold during one of his skits uh-huh. that actually wasn't funny at all. Like the actual <laughs> skit itself wasn't. So yeah. people were engaged watching this, waiting for the joke. When actually what happened was all he did was messing with the vertical hold and then it would go up and down <laughs> and uh, people would get up and start hitting their TVs because that was back when you could do that. Right. And uh, it'd get it to work. So, uh, yeah, I, 
I wonder how many, if, if I hadn't read beforehand that this had happened, uh-huh. I would have been just as mad. Yeah. I guarantee it. I would have been yelling at the TV. Well, yeah, it, it happened to me and I was, you know, barely why it was on and I was glancing every once in a while, but I don't know. It, to, to me, like the Coca-Cola 600 is one of my favorite races, mm-hmm. but when it got rained out, went to Monday, I totally lost interest. Yeah, it's like, kind of one of those things where you just, I mean, yeah, I, I can see what you're talking about there because, yeah, I mean, I mean, ah, you're so geared up and ready to go yeah, yep. for it on that day. And then, well, the Monday of Memorial Weekend, you really don't want to do much anyways. Right. Let alone actually put effort into watching TV. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, all the broadcast went down and all the teams lost their internet at, uh, at Worldwide Technology Raceway. That yeah. meant... <laughs> at Worldwide Technology yeah. Raceway, they lost their internet. Yep. Uh, that meant pit stops with Ryan Blaney, Joey Logano, AJ Allmendinger, Martin Truex Jr., and Alex Bowman all taking two tires and coming out in that order. Blaney took off on the restart on lap 103. Ryan Blaney would hold on for the stage win with Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, William Byron, Daniel Suarez, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick, Ross Chastain, and Kyle Larson all scoring points. Yeah, I haven't seen that many people that mad at the internet down down in the <laughs> south since uh, I met Mark Martin one time. And that story is, I don't, I don't know, I can't really tell it. <laughs> I'll just leave it implied. <laughs> but it was awesome. Needless to say, I saw Mark Martin in a different light that day, and I have a ton more respect for him now, and I will not waste a single moment of his time ever if I have the chance. <laughs> All right, so that goes to the race to the finish, which was 100 laps. All lead lap cars came to the pits at the stage break, and it was Tyler Reddick winning the race out after taking two tires. William Byron, Ryan, Bla- Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin, and Den- uh, Daniel Suarez followed him out. William Byron would take the lead on lap for the 149 restart. The next caution flag would come out when Tyler Reddick would lose uh, the race's second brake rotor on lap 173. On the following pit stops, Kyle Larson gambled with two tires and came out in first. Then it was Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, William Byron uh, out next after taking four tires. Michael McDowell's team also took two tires, and he came out in fifth. I think he gained like eight spots uh, uh, doing that, too. Um, It didn't really help him, though, because he sunk like a stone on the green flag (laughs) after that. Uh, uh, the race went green on lap 184, and Kyle Busch threw him over his shoulder going into going third to first with an outside pass. That was pretty impressive. I'm not much of a Kyle Busch fan, but that was pretty awesome. Uh, the race would go under its second red flag because of cleanup for Noah Gregson, who became the third driver to blow a brake rotor, and he put a he put a heavy hit on the wall out there, and he is actually expected to miss at least this next weekend with concussion sy- oh, symptoms. Wow. So Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, he hit driver's side first in the wall, too. It just snapped, spun around, and, I mean, that was the same kind of hit that uh, I think Jerry Nadeau had yeah. or something like that. Oh, and, wow, okay. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, Kyle Busch uh, led the field back to green with 37 to go, but a lap later, another crash happened in turn, no- turn one when Christopher Bell spun and hit the wall. Five laps later, Kyle Busch again led the field to green, Caution would come out again, this time, though, for Greg Galding, who slowed down on lap 211 and uh, couldn't quite make it off of the racing surface. Racing resumed on lap 218, but a lap later, Austin Dillon and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. hit the turn one wall, causing a five-minute red flag to repair the wall. 
Yeah, another red flag. <laughs> yeah, I, I lost a lot of interest. <laughs> I haven't seen this many red flags since I was on Tinder. Uh, Kyle wow. Bush, <laughs> it was, that, that was over five years ago. Yeah. Though. So I, it's been good since then. Um, Kyle Bush again led the field back to green, but another brake rotor would blow, this time on Bubba Wallace with four laps to go, and that set up overtime. Here's the call from NASCAR.com. Coming to the white flag. Next flag will end the race. Kyle Busch well out front. The fight's for second. Logano looking the inside of Larson. And last year's winner is going to get there. <laughs> Samantha, it's official, so all he's got to do is bring it around here. Battle right there for third. Logano inside Larson, but off turn four. Kyle Busch will get his 63rd career victory in the NASCAR Cup Series. <laughs> How about little Brexton in there? How about that home game for the crew chief? So, yeah, Kyle Busch uh, jumped out front and took the win by half a second over Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano, Kyle Larson, and Martin Truex Jr. My guy Blaney finished in the uh, sixth spot, and your guy Ross Chastain, after hitting that other car, big surprise, yeah, whatever. finished in 22nd. <laughs> So the points shake out like this. How tight is this? Uh, first is Ryan Blaney with 495. Behind him in second, William Byron, 13 points back. Then Kevin Harvick in third, 22 points back. Martin Truex Jr., 23 points back in fourth. And Ross Chastain drops to fifth, 29 points back. He was first last week. Yeah, that's how quickly you can drop out of there. I mean, I mean, he went from leading to 29 points back yep. in uh that's pretty uh, pretty uh, impressive there, uh, that drop right there. Um, but, but uh, yeah, that's it's kind of nice that our two guys are in the top five, it so is. we don't have to dig deeper to go find them. <laughs> it doesn't make it sound as awkward. Uh, ratings, FS1 got a 1.27 rating with 2.160 million viewers, whereas NBC got a 065 rating and a 1.047 million viewers for IndyCar. Out in uh, Detroit, uh, ESPN got a uh, 058, a point, or excuse me, a 0.58 rating with 1.040 million viewers for Formula One on Sunday. All right, next up is uh, this Sunday, June 11th, Sonoma Raceway on Fox. Advertised start time 2:30. Yeah, that's right. Uh, of course, they haven't been able to watch live anymore, so I can't really, you know, make fun of. Okay, it's, they say we're going to start at 2.30, but is it really 2.50? <laughs> I haven't watched either. <laughs> All right, uh, we had World of Outlaws uh, racing as well. Right, right in our backyard. Friday, June 2nd, River City Speedway in Grand Forks, North Dakota. James McFadden captured the lead a quarter of the way through the main event and looked to have the race in hand. Track became kind of top dominant uh, about middle way through the race out there, but uh, David Gravel had other plans. He stole the lead from uh, J-Mac on the 36th lap out of 40, where he stayed for the win with McFadden finishing in second and the Big Cat Brad Sweet finishing in third. Donnie Schatz, uh, he was um, he was kind of mixing it up pretty good, too. He ended up finishing in the eighth spot. Uh, Saturday, June 3rd at Ogilvy Raceway in Ogilvy, Minnesota, Carson Macedo led the first lap in the world of, of the World of Outlaws history at Ogilvy. But an early, early on incident between Tim Estenson, oh, Taco Timmy got into the mix, um, Brad Sweet and David Gravel threatened to shake up the points. It, it was, uh, I mean, when you take out, you, are you involved two of the top three in points right here? That's, that's a pretty big deal. Uh, Macedo dominated to take the first ever win at the Ogilvy Raceway with Logan Schuhart finishing in second. Donnie Schatz charging up to third, and Brad Sweet managed to finish in, a, uh, in sixth place. David Gravel climbed up to about 11th after the uh, skirmishes on the racetrack. 
All right, in the points, that leaves Carson Macedo in the top spot with 3,636. Brad Sweet in second, 10 points back. In third is David Gravel, 22 points behind. Logan Schuhart, 154 points back in fourth. And in fifth is Donnie Schatz, 188 points behind. He lost a little bit of ground, not a ton, but a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but he's going to be going to one of uh, the places that he's he's owned pretty well. He, he likes to win there. Um, he's very good at it. Uh, they're going to be going uh, Friday, June 9th, and Saturday, June 10th, the Knoxville Raceway in Knoxville, Iowa. All right. Where were you at? Last well, um, that's debatable, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, physically physically okay <laughs> friday june 2nd was the red river valley speedway in uh, west fargo the uh the dakota cat mod shootout sport mods rich pavlicek walked away with his first ever red river or first red river valley win of the season by almost six seconds over scott jacobson john sandvig kevin verilrood and ryan rested uh in the legends third generation racer colin compson earned his first career red river valley speedway win in the legends and I think I've seen two of the three generations win out there at the Red River Valley Speedway. Nice. Um, yeah, so I'm that old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that was over week one winner Sean Johnson. Cody Mackhart finished in third. Week two winner Evan Henriksen finished in fourth. And Scott Richardson rounded out the top five. In the hobby stocks, Tim Otterness broke the winning streak of the second place finisher Brody Eckert, followed by uh, Tim Church, Tyler Hayne, and Brad Orvidal. Uh, in the race saver sprints, it was Hollywood Ty Wilkie who was able to outrun Andy Paik for his first win of the season. Uh, Paik finished in the second spot. Then it was Layla Eisenshank, Morgan Nyquist, and Tyler Ravenberg, who was the week one winner. And in the stock cars, this was a pretty interesting one. Mike Anderson was a winner, uh, but just barely over over the cool cat of Calvin Kesselberg. Um, uh, towards the end of the race, Mike Anderson was getting kind of conservative with the way he was driving after having a pretty big lead and got caught up behind a slower car. And Calvin Kesselberg just barely caught up to him, just barely missed the win. I think one more lap and it would have been a, would have been oh. a different story. But uh, Calvin Kesselberg caught up to the back uh, bumper of uh, Mike Anderson. It was uh, and made it real close. Uh, Rick Schultz he finished in the third spot. The real deal Brody Carlsrud finished in fourth, and Andrew Jokum finished in fifth. Uh, and then in the modifieds, it was Dave Shipley who won for the second time this year over Jamie Schultz, Jordan Sowers, Jesse Skalicki, and Alan Kent winning the uh, Dakota Cat Mod Shootout, and he is the Dakota Cat car, so that was pretty convenient for him. Nice. All right, next up for them is tonight, uh, as we record this, June the 9th, Friday, the IMCA Modified Bison Battle. That is a 7 o'clock start time. And that's an interesting uh, format that we have out there. We have sponsors for every lap of the main event in the Modifieds. And if you win, or if you lead that lap, you get paid Okay, for leading that lap. There's some so, incentive. Yeah, there's an incentive to lead everything. Yeah. Which I, I, I like it. Nice. Uh, so uh, Saturday, June the 3rd, they were at I-94 EMR Speedway, the Dick Johanna King of the Dirt Day 2 Dirt Race Central Streetcar Stock Tour. Yeah, it was uh, the Midwest Modified started the night off. Uh, Mike Nichols took off in the start, but was ran down late in the race by Haley Lee uh, in the late, late in the uh, going as they approached traffic. Nichols was able to get the win, though, over, over Haley Lee, Lucas Rodine, Zach Johnson, and Corey Stork. Uh, in the street stocks, Nick Trainer was looking for his, uh, and now that I read this, actually his third uh, Dirt Race Central Street Stock Tour win of the year. But when he went into turn three late in the race with five to go, ended up uh, smacking the wall pretty hard, and that handed, handed the lead over to Kyle Jeanette. Bra Braden Brower got second. Trainer still held on for third. 
even though that thing looked pretty ugly after he, he hit the wall. It definitely mm. definitely affected the car. Uh, then Jeff Ekdahl was behind them and Eric Riley rounding out the top five. Uh, in the late models, Brad Sang was able to take the lead from Ryan Michelson on lap number seven and cruised to his first ever I-94 EMR Speedway win, which I find I find interesting because, I mean, Brad Sang's been racing for quite a while since, I think, before I got a driver's license. So, <laughs> And it, uh, it's it's interesting to see that he's that's his first ever, and he's a good late model driver, so I'm surprised he hasn't had a first, his, a first win there yet. Hmm. Uh, but uh, he won over Jeff Massengill, Dave Moss, Cole Schill, and Josh Zimpel. And then we moved over to the Super Stocks where it was Trevor Nelson. He added to the pile of wins that he already has this year with his Super Stock win over Shane Sabraski, William Lund, Jordan Hinkemeyer, and Carson Miller. In the Modifieds, Justin Fremming, he led every lap of the Modified feature for the second win that I've seen him get this year over Dave Kane, Brady Gertis, Joey Thomas, and Ryan Gerke. Um, kind of a little side note, I was sitting in a, in a unique position. I was sitting in one of the sponsor booths uh, for that, that feature race. And Joey's dad, Corky, who's one of the all-time characters in the sport, <laughs> very animated. It was more fun watching him than it was watching the race. Yeah, uh, I bet. It, was, it was great because <laughs> you would see him just just squirming around in the seat, just moving all over. And then he'd just turn and say something to somebody and throwing his hands up and everything. Uh, and I couldn't hear him, but I could hear him. One of those yeah. kind of things. It was awesome. Uh, in the short trackers, it was Sean Beto doing the same thing in the short trackers over Brady Moulter. He uh, he uh, led every lap in that one. Uh, Peter Martin ended up finishing in third. Matthew Dittman in fourth. And Cole Campson finished in fifth. In the uh, Gen X late models to round out the night, it was Diamond Dave Moss who took the lead with seven laps to go in the final feature of the night and survived the an eight-car pileup to win in the Gen X late models over Larry Fitzsimmons, Tony Kroeniger, Jared Hughes, and Brad Staples. All right. They've got this week off out at I-94 EMR Speedway. They will gear up again on Friday, June the 16th at a 7 o'clock start time. That's right. They're uh, taking Friday this Friday off because uh, they're trying to... They're playing nice with uh, Summerfest that's going on oh, right now. Oh, gotcha. They don't want to outdraw them. Sure. Uh, last Sunday, June 4th, you were at <laughs> Buffalo River Speedway Dirt Race Central Street stock tour in Glendon, Minnesota. That's right. And Chad Visser was able to charge up from his sixth place starting spot to win over Brad Orvidal, Billy Heron, Todd Gettle, and uh, Tyler Hayne in the hobby stocks. We moved on to the short trackers where Hunter Goulet improved eight spots to win over Adrian Kubitz, Christian Cast, Jason Cast, Lee, and Lee Williams. In the sport mods, it was Scott Jacobson who passed seven cars to win over David Sirks, Chris Van Mill, Luke Johnson and Kelly Jacobson in the sport mods. Um, and in the lightning sprints, Alan Trushinsky, he led every lap uh, to best Arkham Menard series regular Bryce Haugerberg in uh, the win. And also Kelsey Peterson finishing in third, Kate Taves finishing in fourth, Mark Williams rounding out the top five in the lightning sprints. Uh, in the legends, Alex Brasseth, uh, Brasseth fought off Cody Mackart, Colin Compson, Ryan Brasseth, and Josh Weiss to get his first win of the year. And then in the street stocks, it was big time Johnny Carter getting his first win of the, the year in the street stocks, passing Jeff Nowak on the last lap of the uh, Dirt Race Central Street Stock Tour main event. That was a heck of a finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nowak held on for second. Then it was the Wolverine, Justin Vogel, Jaden Christ, and Ty Egan rounding out the top five. All right. Next up for them is this Sunday, June the 11th, 6 o'clock start time. Uh, regular night of racing out there at the Buffalo River Speedway. Sweet. Uh, Wednesday, June 7th, the Forks Karting Association in Grand Forks, North Dakota. 
I generally like to get up there at least once a year. They, they, they bring me up there to announce at least one race a year. So I, I, and I'm really happy to go up there and do it. Uh, in this one, I got to help uh, with a makeup uh, night of features too, as well. So it was a full night of racing up there at the Forks Karting Speedway in Grand Forks. And the night started up with those makeup features. With uh, with the makeup wins were Jackson Dobmeyer. We might have heard that last name before because we we interviewed his dad on this, this show here a few weeks ago. Um, he won in the Junior One Wing class. Then it was Jersey Rosinski in the Junior Two Winged. Maverick Omdahl won in the Novice Rookies. Duncan Rethmeyer in the Rookie Gas class, and Jackson Dobmeyer doubled up by winning Junior Ones. Uh, the regular show was won by Owen Broden in the Junior One Wing class. Jersey Rosinski uh, again picking up a win in the Junior Two Winged. Chance Berger won in the Novice Rookies. Brexton Sangrate won in the Rookie Gas class. Jackson Dobmeyer again picking up a win in the Junior Ones. Dominic Crocker, he came out of nowhere to win in the Junior Twos. I think there were four carts in front of him, and they all split, and he just ran right through the middle and took nice. the lead. It was a very impressive move. Uh, Ryan Thorvalson, he won in the Senior Mediums. Then it was Eric Thompson in the Masters. Micah Gander by one whole lap in the Junior One Yamaha class. Charlie Good from dead last to win in the Junior 2 Yamahas, and Brian Good won in the Senior Yamahas. All right, and they'll spin laps again this coming Wednesday, June the 14th. Again, 7 o'clock start time for them. Uh, Thursday, last night, June the 8th, you were at Norman County Raceway Red River Sprint Series in Ada, Minnesota. It was the debut of the Red River Sprint Series that uh, Mike Speaker from Superior Customs has put together. Um, a great little bit of the thing we're doing where we're going to tour around to a bunch of different racetracks around this area and show off the brand new 305 Race Saver Sprint Car class. Uh, and they started off with the Race Saver Sprints where it was Hollywood Ty Wilkie making history by being the first ever event winner at the Red River Sprint Series by 7.055 wow. seconds. Yeah, he walked away in that one. Um, that was over Brandon Rico, Morgan Nyquist, Andy Paik, and Ty Hanton. Moving on to the Midwest Modifieds, this is the race of the night. Matt Scow led every lap of the Midwest Mod feature, but Corey Stork nearly took it on the last lap. Matt Scow's brakes started to go on him, so he was easing it into the corners and was not getting the launch off that he really wanted. Um, so uh, Stork passed two cars in the last three laps. And um, I made a mention of this on uh, while this was going on, but I don't know how many times I watched Corey Stork's dad, Dave, do that when I was a kid, and where he would do stuff like that. He would always be in it at the end he, and it would he'd always managed to pass either two or three cars within the last five laps to get a win and uh, it was always awesome but uh he got up to uh matt scow and matt scow actually thought he was playing defense and, and left the top <laughs> open for Corey stork and uh he ended up getting on the binders coming out of the corner they both got the, into each other a little bit scow was able to hold on by only 0.042 seconds wow. at the line that was a heck of a finish Scow's uh, brother-in-law, Reese Stenberg, he held on for third. Aaron Blacklands got fourth, and Taylor Jacobson rounded out the top five. In the Legends, it was another close one. Ryan Brasseth outran his brother, Alex, by .148 at the line. Evan Henriksen, Cody Mackart, and Ashton Speaker managed to make up the rest of the top five. All go-kart racers, too. <laughs> that's what I, That's one of the things I like. I think at one point, we the go-kart kids that, that graduated up in that class yep. had the top seven spots at well, one point. Well, that's, I mean, it, it, it's good to, to you know, start early, start, uh, get going after it, and hey, you take those lessons with you. One of the most impor important things you can get in racing is seat time. Yep. It, it really, it really uh, shows right there. 
Uh, in the hobby stocks, it only took Brody Eckert two laps to move up from the second to last row to win over Tyler Hayne, Brad Orvidal, Tim Church, and Todd Gettle. We moved on to the sport mods where hometown boy Andy Spud Wagner rebounded from a trans- from transmission troubles the week before and an illness this last week to lead every lap to get that sport mod victory over the crusher Justin Jones, Rich Pavlicek, Ryan Restead, and Lightning Luke Johnson. Uh, in the late models, it was two-time and defending with Soda modified national champion Tyler Peterson who uh, made the move up to late models this season, and it didn't take long for Peterson to take, the, uh, take to the fendered cars out there because... Peterson cruised to a four and a half second wind over Dustin Strand and uh, Mitch Johnson. Um, that's no slouch right there. Uh, Jason Strand and Cole Schill. And around out the night in the stock cars, the cool cat Calvin Kesselberg got the memo that it was Ada Driver's party night in Victory <laughs> Lane. Uh, Kesselberg held off the Cheetah Rob Van Mill, Aaron Olson, the real deal Brody Carlsrud, and Derek Bernstein to win his first race of the year. All right, and next up is this coming Thursday, June the 15th, Stock Car Kingpin Clash. That's at 7 o'clock start time. What else happened? We had some national racing, right? Some Indy cars? That's right. Uh, the Chevrolet Grand Prix of Detroit was on Sunday, June 4th. Alex Pillow was the winner on Saturday over Will Power, or Sunday and over Will Power, which I still think is one of the best names ever. <laughs> uh, and Indy 500 champion Felix Rosenquist. Uh, the uh, win puts Pelot on top of the points with 273. Second is Marcus Erickson with 222. And third is Joseph Newgarden with uh, 203 points. All right, next up for them is uh, Sunday, June the 18th. Uh, so they have a week off, and then they'll be at Road America in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. One of the best racetracks in the country, um, I, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, then we move on to Formula One, who also raced on Sunday, June 4th, the Spanish Grand Prix. It was Max Verstappen dominating yet another Grand Prix, beating uh, Lewis Hamilton by 24 seconds. Lewis Hamilton was supposed to be one of the best racers of all time, and he got beat by 24 seconds <laughs> by Max Verstappen. So that just goes to show you, Max is on his game. Him yeah. and his crew are really good right now. Uh, then George Russell, he was 32 seconds back. Verstappen's, Verstappen now has uh, scored 170 world championship points. His teammate Sergio Perez sits in second with 117 points. <laughs> he had an off weekend. <laughs> and he's still in second. And Fernando Alonso finished, or he's uh, currently in third place point in points right now with 99. All right. They have the week this weekend off as well. They'll get back after it on Sunday, June the 18th at the Canadian Grand Prix in Montreal. I believe it's the Circuit Gilles Villeneuve. Yeah. Easy for you to say. I, I, yeah, I'm kind of a mush mouth sometimes. <laughs> All right. We had some local, other local racing as well. Friday, June the 2nd, I-94 EMR Speedway, the Dick Johanna King of the Dirt Day number one. Unfortunately, I couldn't be in two places at one time. I mean, there was a lot of great racing going on within uh, 60 miles of Fargo, yeah. including Fargo. So I couldn't make it to I-94 EMR Speedway or, you know, the races up in Grand Forks either for the World of Outlaws. But uh, yeah, Brad Staples, he won in the Gen X late models. Sean Beto won in the short trackers. Zach Benson won in the Midwest mods. Nick Trainer won in the street stocks. Ryan Gerke in the modifieds. And Shane Sabraski 
won, I think, career number win number 835 or something like that uh, with his Superstock win. All right. They were also out in Mandan, the Dakota Speedway Ironman 100 night number one. Donovan Weist, he took the win in the Legends. Hunter Damagala won in the street mm-hmm. stocks. Um, Mark Dahl and Marlon Seidler, the ageless Marlon Seidler, end up winning in the Modifieds for the preliminary night. All right. In Saturday, June 3rd, they were at Jamestown Speedway. Travis Edinger, he won in the Bombers. Preston Martin won in the Legends. A.J. Matsky won in the Slingshots. Jaron Wibstead won in the Midwest Modifieds. Jaden Christ won in the Street Stocks. And John Nord won in the Modifieds. Next up for them is Saturday, June the 10th. That is tomorrow night as we record this. The fourth annual Don Gumke Racers Memorial. That's a 7 o'clock start time. And that's one of the best races in this area right now. It's quickly becoming an awesome tradition, honoring a lot of great people. It's not just not just honoring Don Gumke. Anyone who's had a driver or any uh, anyone important in racing that wants to donate to this event, you can donate in the name of those people. So oh, that's sweet. that's a real cool uh, tradition that's coming up. Uh, there, that's been starting. It's been growing over the years. Nice, uh, Dakota Speedway Ironman One Hundred. Derek Appert he won in the Hobby Stocks. Chris Yost won in the Sport Compacts. Robbie Roselli won in the Sport Mods, and Jeremy Keller won the Ironman 100 in the Modifieds. All right, next up for them is tonight, uh, June 9th, Friday, June 9th, Mandan Dirt Series, 7 o'clock start time. Uh, Last night, so this would have been Thursday, June the 8th, in Cheyenne Cheyenne Speedway, DRC Street Stock Tour. Jaden Michelson, he picked up the win in the Hobby Stocks, then it was Colin Compson winning in the Legends. Uh, Todd Carter won in the Street Stocks. Um, another ageless uh, veteran out there, Todd Carter. Uh, If they have a Hall of Fame out there just for that racetrack alone, I mean, he can get into plenty of them, but uh, several of them, but he's definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer out there at the Cheyenne Speedway. Uh, Tony Smith got his first ever win in the Midwest Modifieds, which that was was pretty awesome out there too. I was glad to see that one. Um, He kind of raced, he raced in Bombers for a while and got a win when I worked out at the Jamestown Speedway and just... Hasn't quite had the chance to put it together, but he got it last night. So uh, congratulations to him. Sean Beto won in the uh, mini stocks as well. Next up for them, next Thursday, June the 15th, the Moonshine Mod Tour. Meet the Mod Drivers Night. That starts at 7 o'clock. That's right. And uh, now to one of... Uh, this, this has been... This has been pretty uh, pretty wild this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have the Unintentional Rollover Contest. So two new drivers entered into the most expensive contest you don't want to enter. <laughs> and uh, the leaderboards have uh, drastically changed. Uh, Brian Frederick, uh, he flipped his legend back onto its wheels last Friday night. It was one of the quickest rollovers I've ever seen. He just, he got, he kind of got crossed up coming out of turn number four and someone stopped right in front of him and he hit and just rolled right over Bloop. and right over back onto his wheels. Huh. Total of four points. Uh, he was also able to collect $270 into the rollover fund, which uh, I can't remember if I've really explained much about that, but uh, that's a big thing that we do, at least when I'm announcing. We like to uh, do a thing where while they're cleaning up the mess, we get kids or something to you know, grab a couple bucks from your parents, come on up, and then you, know, you can donate it to the, to the driver to help fix his car. Okay. Because you got uh, insurance that covers the driver but not the car. Sure. And we like to see our racers come back uh, as quickly as possible. And Yep. Uh, as long as they're not hurt, of course, uh, you know, we, we want to, we want to help them get back on the racetrack. 
So it'll let the kids talk into the microphone and say their name or something like that. And usually they kind of smart off to me, but (laughs) (laughs) some of us can take that better than others. But uh, uh, Frederick was uh, leading in earnings until last night, uh, until Rick Schultz flipped four and a half times in the uh, heat race to uh, put himself, vault himself (laughs) right on to the uh, top of the record or the, uh, the leaderboard. It's not the biggest rollover I've seen uh, that uh, since we've started this, but he has set a new record. By the way, it's 18 points f- when you roll four and a half times. Wow! He's now eight points ahead of Brian Frederick, who yeah. is the only one that that, or excuse me, uh, Daniel Aberly, yeah. who uh, rolled two and a half times. He, he had to have been dizzy coming out of that. Um, he was able to get, come out of there pretty easily, though. So that's that. That was that was pretty awesome to hear. Uh, Schultz also collected what is. Definitely a new record, $745 in the rollover fund. Nice. And, of course, most importantly, all drivers were okay. Yes. So next up for you, uh, well, you're going to be in uh, West Fargo tonight, but then uh, tomorrow night, Saturday, June the 10th, Viking Speedway Kids Night, 17 and under, are free. That's a 6.30 start time. And they, they have tons of giveaways out there, too. It's one of the coolest nights um, I've, ha- I've ever been able to be around, and I heard a rumor there might be somebody else announcing out there, someone who is a Hall of Famer. Oh, boy. I can't remember if it's this night or if it's in a couple weeks, but yeah, he's. I hear Ron Krogh might be calling oh, some races out there again Nice. sometime this month. That'll be cool. All right. Hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, remember, I forgot this last week. You can uh, catch Corey Litton live on the KFGO Morning Crew every Friday morning at 640 with the latest up-to-date live info on all the racing action around. You can go to kfgo.com or anywhere you get your podcast to get Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap. So make sure that you do that. We try to get them out uh, the day that we record them at around noonish. And so uh, if you're looking for, uh, what time is this thing going to be out? Check Thursday, Friday, noon. But if you're subscribed, you'll just get them right to your right to your uh, uh, wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple, wherever it is. So go ahead and grab them. And I know I share them all on uh, every bit of social media that I had the chance to be on. Yeah. So um, I know it's going to be on the Checkers and Records with Corey Litton Facebook page, uh, at Checks and Rex on Twitter. Um, yep. I think I have it on my Snapchat, even though I don't let anybody add me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like to keep them private. I put it up on my my Instagram account too, where you can just go right into the profile and just look at the the link on there, and there you go. And yeah, so yeah. easy access. So keep an eye out for that. Until next time, for Corey Litton, I'm Ryan Janke. Thanks for seeing you.